0: Welcome to Granite State Golfers with Micah. I'm an avid amateur golfer in New Hampshire. This podcast dives into the stories of the top amateur golfers in my home state. We are about to tee off. Please join me. This episode features the return of James Pleat, who was my very first guest. James captured his third New Hampshire Mid-Am Championship this week at Owls Nest. We spend most of the time talking about the final round and how he played some of the holes coming down the stretch. The Mid-Am is a 54-hole tournament over three days. The top 40 players make the cut after day two. I was not one of those players. If I sound a little different, that is because I have a head cold, so apologies for that. I hope you enjoy my conversation with James. James, thanks for coming back on the show, and it was great to meet you this week in person uh, up at the Mid-Am at Owl's Nest. Yeah,
1: thanks for having me back on, Mike, and it was uh, it was great meeting you in person, too. So
0: you captured your third Mid-Am title uh, this week. Uh, congratulations. You also won the Thank event you. in 2017 and 18, and let's just jump into that final round. Uh, you were paired up with Jim Silly, who had... Uh, a two stroke lead over you and Ryan Kohler. Uh, the three of you have played some golf together, which I want to yep. also yeah. hear about. So you, you're starting the third round, two shots behind Jim. Did you have a score in mind that day when you started out about what you thought might get the, get the job done?
1: I mean, to be honest, I, I really didn't. Um, I was really just trying to focus on what I was doing how I was going to play the holes. And, you know, if, if it got close in the end, was I going to play the holes any differently than I did, uh, the previous two rounds in the week. So not necessarily, I think looking back, I would have, um, assumed that I would have had to go under par to, uh, beat both Jim and Ryan. But I think, um, you know, I I got kind of lucky that I caught them both on kind of an off day for, uh, for both of them. So, um, I didn't have a number in mind initially, but looking back, I, I would have assumed it would have been under par, um, based on how they had played, uh, earlier. In the
0: Speaking of that, I want one of the things I want to ask you about, uh, you know, having played it the, the first two days familiar yeah. with the course and the, where they had the tees and where they had some of the whole locations, how was the setup on that third day? Because looking at the top 40 players who made the cut only five players of those 40 shot par or under par it, you, you shot par. So very few people, you know, shot par or under par that day. So tell me a little bit about what the course set up and whole locations and tees were like on the third day.
1: Yeah, I do think it was more difficult. Um, you know, and I think Jim and Ryan and a lot of the other guys, uh, you know, near the top of the leaderboard, had played Owls Nest quite a bit, whether it be through Tri-States last year or the four ball. And I think the mid-amp team was there this year as well. So um, we're all kind of familiar with the golf course. The first two days, yeah, the tees being up on 13 and nine were, I guess 13 was kind of expected. Um, Nine, not so much. I I don't know if I had ever played it from that tee box there. Um, And they still were there. For the final round so that was a little bit surprising as far as the pin locations go i mean it, yeah so I, I guess to go back to the t positions um 16 was back and the first two days as you saw it was up the t box so that was a little bit different but again it was that's the t box that we normally played so it was kind of uh business as usual for us um compared to what it was in the four ball um but that certainly changed how we played the hole there but yeah i, I don't think there were any um, drastic tee box changes. The pins were, they were challenging, but, uh, some of them were pretty fair. I would say, I I feel like any pin that you have on the 15th green is going to be difficult. So that's, that's always a tricky
0: one. We'll we'll get back Um, to the 15th hole. Yeah. yeah.
1: Nothing too crazy. Uh, I think 16 T was really the only difference. Okay.
0: So back to the group, you've, you've played quite a bit of golf with both Jim and Ryan. Um, what's the group vibe like how chatty or not chatty is it and is it different in a playing in a final round versus if this had been you know day 1 but you guys have played some golf together and what's it what's it like together yeah
1: it's it's a great question and we were in the final round together last year so we're certainly used to it and we're all good friends at this point um just you know through all the tournaments we've played together and tri-states for that matter um being teammates has also helped with that but yeah, I would say generally it's pretty chatty. Um, certainly to the begin the round when we see each other on the range and the putting green as well, definitely. I, and I noticed this, it, it does, it, when it gets down the stretch, when it gets closer, the chatter stops a little bit um, and it's, it's really no hard feelings at all. It's just everyone's just trying to grind it out, yeah. finish their round out and everyone knows what's at stake. So Um, But I I think we do tend to keep it light for the most part, even at some points uh, towards the end of the round. So it makes for a fun, um, competitive environment. And uh, I always enjoy playing with with Jim and Ryan. They're great guys and great competitors. And um, I respect them as competitors. And yeah, like I said, being in the final group with them last year, it was kind of a a fun uh, part two this year. Yeah.
0: So let's get into the round. You started out with, I think a couple of bogeys in the first three holes, yeah. where's your, where's your mindset? So you start again, as I mentioned, you're too off the lead to begin. You make a couple of bogeys early. Uh, one of the things we're trying, I'm trying to do with this podcast is to is to learn from players like yourself for the, the rest of us mere mortals. So how, how do you sort of regroup and and not throw in the towel and just start keep grinding? Like what's your mindset coming off of that third hole?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think I was definitely disappointed to start, especially starting the round down two shots to Jim um, and knowing knowing Ryan's right there as well. And we also had had people behind us who were certainly within striking distance. I think I was tied with Jeremy Duhamel um, at the start of the round. So that's another factor. But yeah, I mean, I was disappointed. I would say I learned from my experience last year in the mid-am and the year prior at the Point of Osaki where I was in the final group and got off to a rough start and kind of thought that I was out of it really like I kind of pictured it going differently where I'd make a birdie to start and someone would make a bogey and I'd make up some shots so in those instances I kind of thought I was out of it and then you know, when the tournament ended, I only lost by two or three shots. And I'm thinking to myself, that's that's really not that much at all. That's, you could make that up in one or two holes. So I learned from that and kind of just blocked out where everybody else stood um, and just tried to refocus and try to get some shots back there and, and honestly just make some pars as well. As you know, Owl's Nest is very tricky um, and things can go south quickly. So um I was trying just not to focus on you know or thinking I was out of it and yeah. know that there are plenty of holes left really. Yeah. I know it's cliche but um I really tried to
0: do that this yeah, time. That's around. that's good advice. Yeah. So Jim makes some bogeys on the front nine. Ryan I think Rattles off nine straight pars yep. on the front nine. Yep. You guys get to when you're making the turn heading to 10 and 10 is a short downhill par 3. I think at that point Ryan's now got the lead. Uh, You go into 10 and I think you and Jim both put it close, make birdie. And so things, uh, uh, were you tied with Ryan coming off of 10?
1: Yes, I was tied with Ryan coming off of 10 after the birdie. And then uh, he made bogey on 11 and that's when I took the lead. Um, And so things, yeah, things definitely flipped there. I had made a birdie on four to make up a little bit of ground and just made a few more pars. But yeah, like you said, Ryan was leading after nine and then 10 and 11 were, were kind of where it flipped.
0: Yeah. Um, let's get into the last four holes. Those are some pretty interesting holes. Uh, we'll sort of yeah. walk through hole and course strategy on those four holes. So the 15th hole, for those who haven't played this course uh, and for those that have, we'll probably smile along to this uh, 15, I think was the hole that I think after the rounds had the most chatter of the people I talked to 15 is this pretty short, pretty severe uphill par four with this enormous boulder cropping on the right hand side yeah. a, a sort of uh, fairway that sort of everything feeds down into the middle. That part's pretty straightforward. Uh, You can hit a variety of things out there. But the problem then begins on the approach shot up to the green. We've got a pretty elevated green. You can't see the surface of the green. It's a narrow green. That in itself wouldn't be fine. The real problem gets when you get on the green. And I don't know if there's a friendly hole location on that green. Um, Everything slopes severe left to right. Where did they have the hole location for you guys on, on the third day. Yeah. So I I was hoping they would have it down there on the
1: right. So we could funnel some shots in there, but unfortunately that was not the case. So you, you saw where the pin was on the second round. It was kind of just above the ridge on the left. Yeah. So um, the pin in the third round was just behind that. So a little bit further into the green. So basically back left, but yeah, uh, definitely tricky because of the green contours, as you said
0: what so what are you knowing that green is tricky what are you thinking about what you want to hit off the tee about how much you want to leave yourself for a wedge going in normally you like to
1: lay up to a a comfortable yardage for me it's probably around like 100 yards i in the first round tried to lay back a little bit and apparently if you don't get it over this slope in the fairway it'll roll all the way back down so that that backfired so um I just hit what uh, I think it was, uh, three iron up there. I had about 85 yards or so, but it plays so uphill, as you know, um, there's a little bit of wind. And I think the, the main thing there really is to try to control your spin on that green because any spin will just be amplified by the contours of the green and you just have no control over where the ball's going to go. So I hit a little bit more club kind of just, chipped at it a little bit to, to knock down the spin, um, and just tried to leave it a little long in the left of the pin. Um, I hit a good shot in there. I think it ended up about four feet from the pin. So it was, it was nice to play that hole that way.
0: So you get to 16, 16 is this severe, uh, downhill par four long and it sounds like the are further back. What do you, would you hit off the tee on 16?
1: Um, I hit another three iron there. Um, ended up just trickling into the rough. And, um, as you know, that one's pretty, pretty severely downhill, but, uh, the green's also pretty firm. So I was just trying to lay it up short or land it short and let it roll down to that green. And it actually just kept going and went over the green. Um, and so that was, that was a tough break. I ended up not getting up and down there. Jim made a really good par there to, uh, to close the gap to, um, to one with two holes to go. So put the pressure on there. Um, but yeah, it, it's a tough hole to, to play under the gun when you're yeah. nervous, when you're trying to win and you know, the ball's going so high up in the air and you kind of lose control, but it's, it's tricky.
0: Yeah. Calculating that second shot on 16 yeah. is, is tough. Cause that is a firm green. And even people in my group landing short of the green, um, even they were off the back of that green. There's just a ton of rollout on that second shot yeah, requires, requires a lot of math on that second shot. So, um, yeah,
1: it's, it's a tricky one for sure.
0: 17's a, a, a very gettable and two par five, um, down, you know, the second shot's downhill. Tell me about how you played how you played that hole? The tee shot usually sets up
1: pretty well to my eye. Uh, I know there's OB left, but just try to hit it down there with a little cut. Um, so I hit driver. It, it kicked into the rough, but I had, got I want to say about uh, 160 to the pin. And again, very downhill, really not playing to that yardage. You really don't want to land it on the green, especially if you're in the rough. So um, I just kind of chipped a little um, gap wedge down there. The pin was front right, which was a tricky pin location. Jim had a good shot in there. He had an eagle putt of about, I want to say, 15 feet. And so, and I think Ryan also hit the green, um, had about a thirty footer, and then yeah, I just hit mine out to the left. Didn't really want to mess with that pin. Ended up about twenty feet as well for for eagle. So I I two putted there, which was nice.
0: Yeah. So that birdie does that then regain you a a two stroke lead. No, so Jim Jim made birdie there. He
1: had um, he had uh, narrowed it to one shot after sixteen. Um, he made birdie there. I think Ryan was, was one or two behind at that point, uh, after 17 as well. And yeah, so I, I grinded out a birdie on 17, just, just a two putt on that green is pretty tricky, but, um, yeah. So after 17, I had a one shot lead on Jim.
0: All right. So you've got one stroke lead. You're going to the last hole. Tell me, how would you describe your nerves and or excitement level? Um, I would say.
1: They they go hand in hand. Um, You're trying to kind of temper the excitement level at that point, um, but also deal with the nerves. So I I would say I was pretty nervous because really at that point you just want to make two good swings, get on the green, you know, see what happens from there. But yeah, excitement. I would say I'm really just not trying to look too far ahead. Um, Just focus on what's going on at the moment. So I wasn't really trying to focus on the result or the possible result of what was going to happen after, after that hole was over um, and just try to hit the shots. But um, yeah, there were, there were definitely some nerves going on there. Yeah. Heart was beating a little faster, um, but it's, it's, it's why we play competitive golf. You know, if, right. if you don't get that feeling, then, um, or if you don't like the thing, then it's if competitive golf might not be for you, mm-hmm. but uh, if you're in the hunt um, and you get that feeling, you know, things are going
0: well. So 18 is a short par four with a variety of sand traps, which I think for someone like you isn't really, you're looking past those traps. So are you hitting driver on 18?
1: Yeah, so I hit driver on 18, usually try to keep it up the right-hand side um, because I I definitely can not hit it in those bunkers um, and those would not be a good spot. I had hit two good drives previously uh, and the pin was left there. So I was like, oh great, I can try to just hit it same spot. Have a good angle. Uh, I flashed it a little right, maybe some of the nerves coming into play there, um, and so there was a little bit of worry after that shot. wasn't sure where it was going to end up. Um, I think, yeah, both both Jim and Ryan hit really good drives there. I think Ryan was in the green side bunker actually, which was incredible, or just short of it. Um, so we had a good look at it, and yeah, I was out there to the right. I uh, went up and found my ball in the fescue in one of the few patches of fescue around there, so it was tough break and tough lie but uh just kind of have to roll with it um and so yeah the pin was up there on the left which was good um obviously just for more space to run it out and really i just kind of had to like hit it and hope i opened the face tried to accelerate through the fescue and just hit it over that little hill there that you know is on the right so um carry that let it just roll onto the green and lucky enough that's that's what it did it hung on it didn't uh, bounced too far left into the bunkers. So I was um, yeah, I wasn't really sure what to expect out of the line from the ball coming out of the fescue, but um, I was happy it came out pretty good and was able to hit the green. i was I was actually thrilled. so
0: how long how many feet did you have left for your for your birdie putt?
1: Um, I had about twenty feet uphill, um, right to left for birdie, which which was a pretty good look. Um, Jim had hit it a little. Um, past the pin, so he had a tricky downhill putt, but he's a great putter, so I knew that he certainly could make that. Uh, and Ryan had stuffed it up there pretty close for birdie, he ended up making birdie there. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I, I had a good look there. I thought I made it uh, when I hit it, it would have been nice, a nice little exclamation point there, but just had a tap in par. And, um, fortunately, Jim just missed his uh birdie putt there, so
0: that was that was the tournament. Well, congratulations! Uh, you Thanks, know, Mike. Th- three of these is fantastic. Um, great way to close out the year. Are there or are there any other tournaments? What's the rest of your fall season look like? Anything left? It's really it for for individual stuff. I'm playing with a buddy of mine, um, uh, mass four
1: ball event this weekend. But um, yeah, that's that's really about it for the tournament schedule. So yeah, definitely uh, definitely good to end on a win there. And it was obviously good to see all the guys and, and you as well there. It's, I feel like the Mid-Am, it, it's a great group of guys, a very competitive group of guys, but it's, the atmosphere is, is a lot of fun. It's, we all have jobs and we're happy to be out on the golf course so we can right. go hang out and have a beer after the rounds. Yeah. Um, so it's, well, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah, it is.
0: Well, again, congratulations on the win. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Mike. And thanks for yeah. coming back on the show. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. See all you, right. uh, see you next year. Thank you for listening. Granite State Golfers is produced by Deuce Sweeper Productions. If you like the show, please share it with your friends and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcast. Until next time, tee it up, have fun, and go low.